It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Wow, we have a, a live studio audience. We do. We really it's, don't need the applause. Well, we it actually helps. have live human beings here today, That's, which we will introduce in a minute. But we're here to talk. We're done being single. Welcome yes, first. We and, and did you just fart? No, but I could. Okay. Well, it's perfect because we're in the man. I feel like I'm in the man cave today. Okay. And because I'm surrounded by men, and that's the topic of our show, and we are going to go deep into the mind of man. And we're going to talk about men, how to up your game. We're going to talk about... Uh, Is this a show for men? Yeah, kind of. Because so many it's of our shows are for women. It's hair club for men. It's hair club for men. <laughs> it's, it's fur pie for men. It's, it is for men. It's by, for, and about men today. Okay, but I think we've done so many shows for women yeah. about men. Right. We haven't really done a great show for men about women. Right. And we have a true expert we, on today. We have the guy's guy. We haven't had a guy's guy on this show in a long time. Well, you, you are one, sort of. All right. And that's what we're going to get to also, manly men. Hmm. Okay, uh, channeling your inner stud and bringing back your swagger, if you had one. Because so many men... We're finding men, your swagger. Because so many men just don't have any game. Well, but I think they do. I think it's in them. Well, it might be in I them. I think it's, it's in them. I think every... They, I, I, when do they show it? After the fact, when they realize, oh, <laughs> that chick was so hot at the bar last night, I should have done this and this and that, and I didn't do any of that, and I came away with no digits. Okay, but that happens. That happens to everybody. But I think that I, I think all men have some game. All men have an inner stud. You're, you're two kinds. I, I, I have all kinds of thoughts on this because you don't have to be, you know, Rico Suave. You no. don't have to be George Clooney. You don't have to be Fabio to win hearts and influence minds. All win right. minds and influence, what is it? In Hearts Whatever to get your pants off. You don't need that. You can be a, just a sexy nerd. Right. Okay, so. But that's where we're going today. We love sexy nerds. I we do. know some sexy I love nerds. a sexy. I know. That's that's a fun thing. That's actually one of my questions for our guest. Okay. Who is Spencer Burnett, by the way? I'm going to ask him about what happens if you're shy. What okay. happens if you're not naturally charismatic? Where do you find it? Where do you get it? How do you learn it? If How you, did you learn it? If you don't... You're super smooth. Uh, I, I've had experiences where I wasn't, and it helped and craft into something where I was able to uh, be a little Rico Suave when I need to Well, be. you do. You have moves. I have moves. You do. I, I My guess is you had them when you were... You got them young. Maybe... <laughs> maybe... Did you, did you get them from your dad? Well, not that I witnessed from him. I think he did but have did, moves. But, well, you must have gotten it somewhere. You know, I had older sisters, so I was I witnessed their dates and who 
came and picked them up and how they reacted to them and what they liked and what they didn't like. And not that I ever went on a date with either of them, but you, you just learn by doing, you learn by failing, failing upward. I think also confidence. I met you. Yeah, you, but you worked your magic. You had the magic in you. See, this is what I'm saying. I think everybody has the magic in them. It just needs to be either coaxed out or refined. Or... Confidence, security. Yes. All of that plays yes. into it. Self-esteem. Oh, yes. Right. It's all, that's the game, man. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got game, you have confidence. It doesn't matter what you look like. That is so true. Because... You just happen to be exceptionally good looking on top of being <laughs> oh, it does charismatic. Help. And, Thank you. Uh, but mm-hmm. I... <laughs> So that's what we're we're go, we're going to talk about that today. I can't what a wait. Man, what a man! What a man! What a mighty good man! Is that in vogue? Who did that? I don't know, but that just saw that just came to I, my that's, head. That's good. That's... Here's another song that just came to my head. You sexy motherfucker. That's Prince. Okay, so okay. by the end of this show, you guys out there listening, what we're going to turn you into some sexy motherfuckers. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not funny uh, and not Barney Five. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> All right. Did I mention Let's... we're drinking too today for this episode? You Can haven't I? mentioned that yet, but do you know we haven't drank since last? Um, Cheers, loving. Thanks. Last uh, St. Patrick's Saint Day Patty's... when I surprised you a with ago. a Guinness. A shot of... yeah. No, remember I brought in mm-hmm. a Guinness. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it makes these podcasts really good. <laughs> 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 yes, it does. Are we well, ready to introduce? Why the, not? The man of the hour. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Spencer Burnett, the author of The Cool Guy's Guide, The Game of Romance, is a dating and relationship expert who works with men who are looking for a new and successful approach to dating and relationships. I'm getting hot. Ooh, <laughs> I have to all right, really? It's, it's working gonna... already. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you have some serious game there, Spencer. You're not even... I'm going to have to take my jacket off. Okay. He has developed programs that have helped thousands of men leverage their natural character and personality... I'm getting warm. <laughs> ...to meet the right women with the goal of building lasting relationships. Through his live workshops and interactive online training programs, Burnett helps men unleash a powerful version of themselves that naturally attract the women they want most. Welcome... No. Welcome, Spencer. <laughs> Welcome, Spencer. Oh, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me here today. Great having you here. Like and live you, in the studio. It's and, great. you know, I did not know that you live in Chicago. I do. And you actually came in just for this podcast. I did. And, and we are playing strip podcast. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor is stripping down. Honey, Either be careful. You, you don't have much more. Yes. Or I don't know what is going on. Spencer, turn it off, please. Uh, His animal oh magnetism. Oh my God! I haven't even unzipped my jacket yet. Don't. All right. For God's <laughs> sakes. Well, don't unzip anything else. All right. Spencer. Yes. Okay. So, tons of questions. So mm-hmm. little time. So many men. Well, we don't really know the demographic of our audience, and it would be great to know what percentage of our audience is actually women. Men, we we don't know. I think we've got secret men listeners. I think you're right. I think they're secret. It's kind of like secret, secret Trump, Trump voters, voters. <laughs> right? And, and, and this is this is good for for women to hear as well. You know, the, the, 
the book that that uh, that I wrote with my co-author Matthew McCahill, like we wrote that for men with women in mind, because it's important for women to help guide men into being good men when they kind of can't get it themselves. So no matter who the listener is, I think we're gonna shine some light today. Excellent. Okay. And that's it's, there's something for everybody here, right? Yeah, of course, as there, it always, always is. Always is. We're, we've we have it all um, <laughs> for everybody. Single, married, we we cover it all. Spencer, my first question is: your primary role model, your the prime, your father. Did you learn from him? Do guys tend to? I <laughs> sorry, Lovey. Do guys? I mean. I, <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Robbie just hit me in the mouth with my with his my mic. Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I do. My dad is uh, is a great role model for for me on like how women should be treated. I do come from a, a line of womanizers, of which my dad kind of stopped that cycle. Him and my mom have been together since my mom was 12 and my dad was 14. And and one of the things that I've that I saw in uh, in their dynamic is my dad takes a really empowered masculine role, but he's also very empathetic and very sensitive. And my my mom also has a strong masculine energy, but she plays a really great supporting wife role as well. And um, and one thing that, that that you know my dad really shared with me is really loving women as like a species, and not just loving the woman that you're attracted to, or the woman or, or the woman that's good to you. Like you want to be the type of man that every woman loves. So that and that's what gives you the opportunity to be with the woman of your choice. You know, my, I watched my dad just kind of charm my my mom's mom, my grandmother, so good to my mother. You know, like I, there were there were moments when I was a kid where I'd come downstairs. And, uh, and the, and the cabinet door would be open and it's just a little note. And my dad like did the dishes or left some flowers just so my mom wouldn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like, that's a real man that like pays that pays attention and, and, uh, and, and works hard, but sp- you know, spent time with his kids. And so that really was my education it was like just a, a great father and a, a great mother as well. Mine too. Mine, Wonderful. Uh, mine too. My father, very romantic, very charming. My mother, very um, elegant, refined, ladylike. I learned a ton from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens if you didn't have those role models? What happens if you uh, didn't have the benefit of seeing, you know, what a real man does? Or maybe or, you had bad or, or you had bad, bad role right. models. Right, because right. Because obviously I think that you and I are in a similar position where we had good role models. Right. And it means everything. Yeah, it really it gives us a base to work off, whereas so many people did not have that, and they have to hopefully uh, not emulate what they grew up with, and they are able to be men in spite of their upbringing. Right. Uh, and so, how do you overcome bad upbringing? So this is this is a huge problem in our culture today. And that uh, that men are not showing up for their their boys. Fathers are not showing up for their boys. And one of two things happens: one, he does, you know the, the boy does no idea what to do, so he shrinks and just becomes withdrawn and shy and introverted. Or or two, the thing that that he does is he tries doing just wild things that he sees on TV and is reckless and ends up you know hurting women and you know being too much of a player and um, and not considering women's hearts. And so, uh, it, when at the heart of it, we truly are we truly are looking for someone to make a connection with, and and so uh, that is one of the reasons that you know podcasts like this are so important, 
and uh, and and the coaching that I do is so important. Is so men have a role model as to what it looks like to really you know take care of and treat and build a relationship with a woman, and also so women have a good example of what a how a real man should treat them, and and you know both play a role. Beautiful. What do you have Question. to say? Question. Go. Okay. I mean, do, I do, so, do you have anything to add to yes, that? Yes, I do. Because I think this is. I do. I want to know with your clients what you find more challenging, and I mean in a good way challenging, the guys that uh, that are kind of jerks that need to be tamed or taught or kind of the shy nerds that need to be empowered. Which mm. do you find the, that you could, you really work well with? You know, it's, it's interesting that there is, it's harder to work with a shy guy. But there's more support. There are more books written on that. There are, are more courses on that for for like the jerk, you know, the asshole, the player. There's not a lot of stuff out there for that, which is why I've you know why I've you know written a book specifically for the player. Is you know how just because you're able to get women doesn't mean that you know how to like keep and nurture a relationship. And so those are the challenges that I really uh, I, I really love helping men through because um, you know I've. I've been through that myself. I think that's really a, a, a very important point because there is a, a multi-leveled process to getting a woman and keeping a woman. It's two different things completely. Yes. I mean, there is a game involved with getting one. Mm-hmm. And then there is a, a responsibility in keeping one. Sure. And very different. And I, I, I think that if you can make that connection with men that are having difficulties in doing that, uh, that's a really beautiful thing because I think that I think we all can benefit from that. It's one thing to get one. They're, players get them. Right. Uh, players don't keep them. Right. Because players want to play. Right. They end up blowing it. And and but or even people that are not players, they just want to get to that level where they can be competitive and get somebody right. the capture. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them to keep them if they are worthy of that. So, are you able to help men? beyond the capture oh absolutely and that is a skill set that we don't talk about there's so much so much available coaching and information for guys on how to get the girl and then there's so much there's so much you know so many books and therapists and stuff on how to how to be in a marriage but like how do you bridge that gap from getting the girl to like actually being you know being in that and that is is a process that we're not really taught and especially in today's day and age where um, where the the kind of the rules and agreements of a relationship are really dynamic. They're different for everybody. We're not we, we don't follow the okay date a little bit and then you kind of move in together or you know then you get married and then you have kids. It's all over the place these days. So it's really learning about like how to how to build that in a, in a way to where you don't get too bored, but you also don't burn it out too quick. You know, right. It's kind of like the difference between an audition and getting the job. Right. Yeah. And then having to perform, you know, on Broadway night after night after night and show up and do your job and be professional and and um, fulfill your commitment. You know, yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't very much a relationship person growing up. Mm-hmm. I was a great dater. Mm-hmm. And I am fascinated with what you're with what you do because I wish I and I've said this before on this show I wish I had someone like you coaching me back then because that's it I just want to say that we have to take a break because this conversation has been just so you know yeah overwhelming and there's so much to go into so uh, we're gonna take a first break glass of wine too okay we're gonna take that too and uh, we will be right back with Spencer Burnett. 
And we are back with Treva and myself. And we have a couple of guests in the audience, including our good friend Cecil Gaspar, who's Hi, in from Costa Rica. And he's, he's flying back home. He's a UN tomorrow. observer. He is <laughs> objective, but not very objective. And we have our guest, Spencer Burnett. So, honey, what were you well, last talking about? Um, what was I talking about? Because, you know, it's all about me all the time. Oh, you're talking about God. being a good yes. I didn't have, well, you know, it's actually okay. not about you. Okay, it is. So I know that I was a great dater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dated, you know, with the best of them. Yes, Relationships so were not my strong suit. And I think my question is, what if you just don't, what if you don't have that gene? What if you can't take it to the next level? What if it takes you a long time like it did us, me? I can't, I don't know. You actually, you were more, you had a relation, you had long term, longer long-term term relationships. Yes. Yeah. Some of us just don't have that gene. How do you develop it? How do you get people comfortable with commitment? Yeah, well, I mean, the first question is, do you want that? And I really think at the core, most people do. And you know, even the ones that, that, aren't, that aren't that good, right, at, at, at relationships. But it, it really it really comes it really comes down to uh, if I could put like a, a major like key on it it would it would be like to uh, have preemptive conversations have conversations before you need to have those conversations because we tend to just like you know, guys do this a lot where it's like you'll date things are going good four months five months six months and it's like so are you guys together or not it's like well she hasn't brought it up yet and that, that then there com- tends to be these underlying like uh, assumptions of what the relationship is and then when that doesn't meet up all of a sudden all that shit comes up and, and, it, and it blows up in your face and so I strongly I strongly suggest that that uh, the men take the lead and having preemptive conversations what you know uh, you know three weeks in it's like hey what, what are you looking for in a dating relationship you don't have that six months in and it's like three weeks in, you're not going to decide to be a couple. You know what I mean? So there's no pressure on the conversation. That's what makes it preemptive. Um, and, and again, six months in, talk about what you're looking for in terms of, of marriage. You're not going to get married. You're not going to get engaged after six months. So way less pressure. Okay. And same thing like that. Or only maybe. But you yeah, guys but got we married were, later we in We were 100 years old. Right. Right. So that's we, we, different. So that is we different. Weren't, we weren't dicking around at this point. I mean, at, at, at I was 50... Five fifty six when we met, and it was. I mean, you know, when you're at that age, it's like, why wait? You just right. Say, why? Yeah, I mean, why wait? If you, if you, you, but you, you take a gamble. Yeah, that's absolutely a gamble at that For age. Sure. Even with somebody who, like Treva, who has not really been in long term relationships, mm-hmm. never lived with anybody, and what I didn't know at that time was that she had no idea about the male species. <laughs> if you know I, what I mean, I did. <laughs> so unfortunately, I, I yeah. So she had to learn. I didn't have a guy hang, by I didn't, doing. I didn't. I, no brothers. Mm. Uh, no sisters. No sisters. Only uh, child. Dad, you know, was out of the house. Divorced by the time at I was nine. Earlier, seven. Seven. Oh, so goodness. I, you know, I didn't. My my, I don't know. Education of men. My scope, my perspective, it was very limited. Right, you, you didn't scope. have a solid, like a, a model yeah, of anything. I'm, I, no, I'm not in the twilight zone. <laughs> I'm a unicorn. Okay. Yes. Well. I mean, I'm, I'm very, you know, So unique. this was really uh, learned by doing. Right. While doing. Yeah. And it, it's been educational for us both. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said about what you are born with and, you know, what your DNA is and mm-hmm. what your um, 
who you come into this world with. I do believe in free will, though, and in the desire to want something and and work for it and learn how to to do it. And that's where coaches like you and I come in. Absolutely. You know, maybe maybe your your client your typical client is a sexy nerd or is a shy, humble guy and. You know, he doesn't naturally have it in him, but that's not to say that you couldn't bring it out and show him his natural gifts. Absolutely. There's excellence in every single man. And what I help them do is go down into their gut, rip it out so they can wear it as their skin. So it doesn't take six months for someone to get to know them and see that version of them. Like we all have people that know, like the people that know us, like us, for the most part. You know what I mean? The problem is the gap between first meeting someone and finding a woman terribly attractive, you know, and being able to express that part of you that that she's going to love. If you if you can understand that version of you and then and then get a little bit of exercise of, you know, kind of wearing that as your skin, it then becomes a whole lot easier. And that that's what I show the guys that are a little bit more reserved, a little bit more shy is that everyone has like that badass gentleman inside of them. It's all a matter of, of like what does that look like and how is that expressed? And so it's it's not about like turning guys into a you know a, a mini version of Spency B. You know what I mean? It's it's truly like it's truly like you have it in you, and and like I want to see it. And I and I kind of I create like a, a motivated and safe space for them to do that. And my girlfriend actually helps me in my coaching as well, so they kind of get to practice and interacting with her. And you have a girlfriend? Yes, I do. I've got a beautiful, wonderful girlfriend. Talk to us about her. Tell us. Um. So you know, when I turned thirty three, I'm thirty six right now. I um I had been in every type of relationship that you can imagine. I've been married before. I was with a woman for nine years. At what what age were you married? Twenty one. I was a virgin at twenty one. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Well, all right. Uh, there's too much there to. I was. Lots okay. to unpack better. How you you do not seem like the person that would get married at twenty one, but you obviously did for a reason yeah. because you felt like I wanted to build a family and I, I like I wanted to be a stay at home dad. And I, I, I just wanted to teach my kids how to live for a living. Did you have children? I did not. Okay. But it turns out, like, I, that, my goal was, like, I wanted to do that by 30. I just want to teach my kids how to live for a living. And it turns out that when I turned 30, I was teaching my kids how to live for a living, but it was just a group of men. <laughs> like, those were your kids. Yeah, those are my kids. So from there, I had been in long-term living relationships, long-term non-living relationships. I've dated, uh, uh, I've done long-distance relationships. I've been in five triad relationships. Whereas me and a, a woman uh, have a girlfriend and like we're all dating together. Polyamorous? Uh, yes. Po- polyamorous is kind of like more open, whereas we were all committed to each other. So it's a version of, of polyamory. And so I explored that for you know a good four years. And you know I've been in open relationships. I've been casually dating you know a handful of women at a, at a single time, all while being completely honest. And because, like, I feel like men who lie to women are only men that don't have the confidence enough to be honest about what they truly want. And then from there, I decided, like, you know, I'm, I, I want my person. I, like, it's it's the one thing that I that I have wanted to experience that I haven't quite experienced yet. So I, I went through like a three year journey of like kind of changing my dating style and started to realize that I can't keep playing the game that I was and expect women to take me seriously. And expect to like call in that person into my life. And about a year and a half ago, so like two Octobers ago, I, you know, I met her and it's been, you know, all relationships have their, you know, have their issues and, you know, all their growth opportunities. How'd you meet? Funny story how we met. So we met on Instagram. 
So I decided I had been dating another girl and it was a nightmare. She faked a pregnancy and an abortion. So I was a little jaded. Wow. How do you fake that? Oh, wow. That might be for another podcast because okay. I, I, could, I wow. could go into that. And if, she, and if she's listening Tales right now, from dating you know yeah. what you did. Uh, so, so anyways, um, I decided like, you know, it, it, you know, it's time for me to like develop myself as a man that wants to build a, a stable home and a family and kids. And, um, I, and so I decided to do this, what I call a monster challenge. I went a hundred days with no alcohol, no sugar, no gluten, no weed, no drugs, no fried foods, no pornography. I could, I could not masturbate, but I could have sex. Oh, that's not a full, you didn't go okay, the full. It was, it was, it was about personal energy leaks, that closing is- those up. Crazy, right? Did you lose weight? Oh, yeah, I lost weight. And I did it during Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, <laughs> Super Bowl, and so uh, and Halloween. At, at one point, about a month prior to that, I did an Instagram post where I was writing in my journal, wrote something spiritual. Um, and this girl typed in, she hashtag spirituality from Miami, just happened to find that and liked it. I took a look, like, who's looking at my post? I was like, oh, my God. Like this sexy little Latina that was just, like, gorgeous. And uh, so I followed her. Right. And mm. so then when I did that, that monster challenge, I, I posted it on Instagram and she sent me a private message like, hey, like, I really like what you're up to. She wasn't complimenting me on being handsome or charming or anything like that. It was something that, that my soul called me to do. Right. And from there, like sparks flew, emotions ran high. Get out. That's Wait, it. she lives in Miami? Yeah. It's still? No, she's here in Chicago now. Right on. Not yeah. here. Not here in Chicago. She's yeah. She's back home. You're in Beverly home. Hills now, baby. Right. Yeah. She's she's at home with the dog. Is she? So you guys are living together in romance. Chicago. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, That's awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, I was going to ask you at the, one of the well, last questions I well, had. I'm sorry. You're going to the last question well, already. Well, qu- I know because we're on the topic. I was going to say, what is it going to take to capture your heart? A guy who's I done it all, been it all, seen, mm. seen it all. I mean, that. But there you just answer the question. Never mind. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well I, I can actually I can give you like the one thing about her that I absolutely like that, that gets me is, you know, I, I've got a colorful past. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a dating sex relationship coach. I used to teach uh, classes on to women on how to give a blowjob. Like, I've been in trying relationships. I've done a lot of things. She not only, like, um, accepts that and supports it, she also encourages it, but more so she celebrates it. So I don't have to go hang out with the guys to go, you know, talk like this. I don't have to go hang out with the guys, you know, go to a titty bar so I can, like, you know, put googly eyes on 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 some girls like i can do that with her so like the full version of me like i get to show up as so i never feel like i need to get away and like when 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 a man feels celebrated especially for the things that are kind of like maybe looked down upon a little bit um like there's nothing better well i i have to agree with you i am that way as well Mm -hmm. and i think i found my prize in treva in that i don't have any desire to Look elsewhere. I have everything I ever wanted right in this beautiful woman right here. So I could never, you know, I I couldn't be happier. Thank you for saying that. It's it's just the truth. And because every time, because when you said titty bar, that just that brings up. Trevor always thinks when I you know I travel for business, and so (laughs) she always thinks that are you going to titty bar tonight? I said, why would I go to a titty bar? Because all men go to titty bars. What in the world would I need to go to a titty bar? There's no. I I, I don't know. It just. That's isn't that what all businessmen do? They hang out at the no. hotel bar and they go to titty. And no, really, no, and not all men. But oh, okay, right. some men may do that. 
I have no desire. Thank to you. Do that. Thank you. Because right. you got your titties right here, baby. I got yeah. my titties right here. Yeah, she took the jacket I, off like first thing. Man. I love my titties. Okay, I have more okay. questions. So I. You have one minute. I have one minute to ask this question. If you if you're working with a client that needs game, that needs you need some game, needs some moves, and you say to him, "Dude, you just got to draw from your strengths." Mm-hmm. Would he understand what you mean? Most likely not. And so I would help him figure out what that is. He has to find his so, strengths, right? So so it, it comes natural to him. And if he does know what it is, demonstrating that is different than knowing what it is. And so. That is, uh, maybe we'll leave that as an open loop as we take a break. Okay, you're better at this than I am. That is awesome. Yes, you are, because I always tell her not to ask questions when Jesus we're Christ. 30 seconds from a break. Yeah, leave it with a clipping. All right, we are going to break, and we'll be right back with more Spencer Burnett. And Trev and I are back with Spencer Burnett. Okay, Spencer, answer the question. So the question is, you know, would, uh, does a guy know his strengths? And, you know, how do you, how do, you do that? You know, the difference between coaching and therapy is you actually become friends with your clients. And so you got to see what lights them up. Because if because once you can see what lights them up, that's what activates their joy. And when your joy is activate, that activated, that's when you start exuding confidence and and excitement. People in general are looking for uh, higher vibrations of energy to attach themselves to because it's hard to generate yourself. So people love happy people. They love passionate people. And so whatever it is, I don't care if it, if you know if you play guitar or bass. I know it's the bass over here, uh, or or you like or you like video games, or uh, you know you're into you know the Avengers or Lord of the Rings, or you like sports or whatever it is. If it lights you up, then I can show a man like how to speak to that in a way that draws her in, even if she's not interested in it the same way. Okay, so how? So tell us about your evaluation process. How do you evaluate a client a new a, a guy that is coming to you and saying you know i i don't know what to do with women I right don't, well, yeah. i don't have any success and i mean help yeah so the first thing is like take a step back like what what do you want like what are you looking for in a woman and what are you looking for in a relationship where where is where is a relationship with a woman in priority of importance to you because you might be career focused and that's your number one thing you know maybe you're trying to work out and work on your body and your health and that's your number one thing so understanding where it plays a role in your values is number one and then specifically what type of woman are you looking for it like dating the, the way that it's done today we have too much access and so we look for dates on tinder when essentially you're just swiping through a commodity of faces and judging them by what they lo- choose to present to themselves, because that's not what they look like a lot of times, mm-hmm. and in uh, a brief bio. When if I understand what your values and your interests are and, and like what type of character you are, well, then we can put you in social situations where you can meet your energetic equal. As opposed to trying to fish by throwing a stick of dynamite in the, in the pond, you know, and that, that's what Tinder is. <laughs> And so, so the so the next is like we figure out what you want. We figure out who you are, what you value, and then we create we create a a lifestyle or a way to meet a woman. So you can so you're you know you it's not a one out of a thousand chance. You know it's a one out of fifteen chance that you're going to find a woman in, in this position. So after that, then it's like all right. Once we get you in position, where are you fucking up? Is is the process that you meet one on one with a, a guy and you kind of case him out and you just kind of see where his strengths and weaknesses are and then do you go out together 
and because you're you're like the ultimate wingman. I gotta uh, say that. Y- you know, you would think so. But what a lot of guys want me to do is create this seductive vortex around me, and then they want to eat off my scraps. And so, like that. So, so when I actually go out with men, I play the role as your shy friend. As you, sh- I think it's a brilliant way to do this. And and, of course. and and then and then like you know he's the star, I'm the shy friend. And then if someone starts poking fun of me or whatever, like I'm fine. No, you but know? the girls then go for the shy friend. We know how that works too, though. You know, I'm I'm really good at yeah. putting a tasteful fuck you on my forehead when it. When when it comes to uh, when it comes to women and redirecting the energy to to the guy. All right, hold on. I got a question. Yeah. As the tasteful friend, mm-hmm. how many women have you met being the shy guy? When I'm out, okay, I was gonna say zero, but that's not true. Um, there, there are uh, there are a few. I'd say I would say a handful. There there was one time, and like this is the first time I'm admitting this, like in a, in a public way. Um, that it's I, okay. Nobody listens yeah. to us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hired. Uh, I was hired to help a guy get a specific girl, and I um, I worked with him for like two months, and he didn't listen to a damn thing that I said. And I showed up to like events with him and, and stuff like that. And so I, I ended up firing him as a client. Two months later, his girl hits me up, and she was like, "Hey, I want to go on. A, I want to have a drink with you." And I was like, "No." She reached out again. I was like, no. And then she's like, it's just a drink. So I go have a drink. Was he still a client? He was not still a okay, client. Okay, so you're, you're, I think you're in the safe mode. I think you're, it's, it's, it's no a connection. gray area. And I like to hold a high mm-hmm. level of integrity. That's nice to hear. So I, I did go out with her like three times and she's like, what the fuck? She's like, you haven't kissed me yet. And I know you're not shy. Don't give me that shit. And I'm like, all right. I, I'm like, I got to level with you. You know, my guy, he, he's my buddy. And like I don't feel right, and she's. I'm like I'm gonna oh have to have God. a conversation. This with is this is really I, oh I I stand up, remarkable, beautiful. But so uh, so then you fucked her, didn't you? Well, <laughs> that I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so uh, so she says I'll have a conversation with him, and I'm like no, like I'm gonna do this. So I took him out to lunch. And I was like, hey, man, uh, here's the story. Like, she hit me up. I said no. I've been out with her a few times. Oh, my God. You are. You, this uh, gets. Oh, my God. This is remarkable. This is. Oh, are you kidding yeah, me? This, I mean, this, this doesn't is, happen. This is what you, you do. You that better than a Oh, fuck. I, absolutely. Well, this is what you do when you don't let your dick lead the charge. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, my dick works for me, not the other way around. Ugh. And so, and so like, that's. Very good. You know, uh, and so I, I maintained the relationship with, with uh, he was a casual friend. Um, I don't speak to him anymore. The story of me having sex with her might be too edgy for this this podcast. I don't think so. We can edgy. handle it. Come on. Ah, bring it. Mostly an over 50 crowd. Bring anyway. it. Oh, man. My mom's going to kill me. Nah. Oh, oh guys, seriously. <laughs> Where's the beat? Come on. All right. Okay. Let right. your dick lead. So, um, so I, I, I dated this girl for two months while I was simultaneously dating another girl and, um, oh. I, um, and I never slept with her because she was a good church girl and like, I'm down with Jesus too, but she was like very special. innocent <laughs> and, um, so I break up with her and, 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 and as well as the other girl on the same day. And a couple months later, I'm at a cougar event. No joke. It was an event for older women to prey on younger men. Oh, my God. Uh, they, I, Where I, I are was, these events? I was like ice cream to them. And so I was like, uh, so I hit her up. I'm like, hey, come save me. Uh, so she came out and we, we ended up uh, you know, going to a place downtown and we drank a lot. And for me, 
I mean, I can have a glass of hard liquor, but if I'm out drinking, you can't do that because I black out. Oh, good. oh God, I can't believe that. It's good to know. Wow. Um, all right. So then, I, so then, like, I, I I held back and was super respectful. Never slept with this with this girl, but we had a good intimate connection. And so finally, like months after I break up with her, I take her out. I take her home, and we have sex. And and like eh, it was okay. And um, so I, I wake up the next morning. And uh, I still have the condom on. And I'm like, oh my God, shit, Spence, like, what'd you do? And then I'm like, I mean, she's here. I'm here. So I took the condom off, put on another condom. I was like, hey, baby, what's up? And so, like, we, we, we had sex a second time. And then I, I walked her, you know, to her, to her car. Her car got towed. I had to pay for that. Oh, that's the best. Uh, part of yeah, the story. right. And then I come home. I'm exhausted. So I lay on the bed and I'm like, Mojo, that's my dog's name. I'm like, what did, what did, what did you do? I'm like, why is this wet? I pick it up. I, pay, I, I lift up the bed sheet and it's completely wet. And I call my friend. I'm like, dude, dude, I, I peed the bed yesterday. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I, I, like, and he's like, dude, you still had the condom on. She peed the bed. Oh no. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. But then I looked at the condom and there was pee inside the condom. And so I, I literally had sex with this, with this girl. Then I peed. Whoa, <laughs> then I, then I, then I peed the bed with the condom on. The, the pee came out of the condom, and then I had sex with her in my pee in the morning. And wow. And so, uh, so. And suddenly things turned ugly. Now, even though I held high integrity of uh, dating a, a a woman that I was hired to get, karma came back and bit me in the ass. Yeah. And so that goes to show, like, even if you do it, you know, in a high integrity way, yes. still don't mess with that. That is that, like, that kind of goes with what are, we, 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 we like a lot of that because that goes with no good deed goes unpunished. It's pretty much. Mom, grandma. Uh, wow. Like, okay. My grandma and my mom are two, my two biggest probably fans. Gonna, how and, old are they? They're, gonna, they're our listeners. You yeah. heard, they're our demographic. From, yeah, that sorry. was Spencey B, everybody. Yeah, so let me tell you, that's, wow, that's impressive. loved it. Yes. Totally dig it. Come on, you have a story like that. You have to in your rock and roll days. Yes, you do. Come on. I can't remember any of them. No, that one right there. No. I can see see what you saw. All right, so it's not like, you know. Okay. So I feel like I need to make a public public service announcement Ah! here. Because, you know, I'm in a room full of very charming, very charismatic men who know a thing or two and... I just, want to say, I just want to say to the men out there that are listening, there is nothing sexier for me than a shy, soft-spoken, self-deprecating guy. Mm. I mean, I like a guy who, I like a confident man, but I got to say, there's just something sweet and lovely, and I've always been attracted to that type, sort of the nerdy type, you know. Okay. Just, I just want to say that. I don't know why. I just felt like if any guy is listening and feels somewhat intimidated or, you know, oh, I can't, how could I do that? Or I can't be that guy or I'm never going to be that guy. You know, I think there's just, there's something sexy about everybody. There's something, do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And and you, you can, it's all about spin. It's not about like what you have. It's the way that you present what you have. And that all starts with the way that you perceive it yourself because people are going to look to you to see how you should be treated. And so if you're a shy, self-deprecating guy, there is a way to absolutely be charming about that. All right. We are going to go to break. 
Because we are just too charming for ourselves here. <laughs> I'm we too really sexy are. for myself. Well, I'm you're too, too sexy, sexy for, for myself. Okay, That's right? all I know of that time. All right. <laughs> okay. So we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Spencer Burnett. And we are back with Spencer Burnett and Treva and myself. Okay, Spencer, I you have so much great information about relationships and keeping the spark and keeping it connected and keeping it alive. But I, I know personally... Uh, some of the, the guys, guy clients, guy friends I have, their biggest challenge is just getting to the starting line, you know, right. just getting, just meeting the women and, right? And how, what do you say to a guy who, and these aren't, these aren't, you know, schlubs. These are, these are accomplished, yeah, successful. successful men. We skew a little older, so... 40 plus 50 plus that have careers that have maybe most of them are divorced Mm -hmm. they have their kids already they have you know and for some reason it just feels like it should be easier they have their shit together they have it you know what i'm saying and it's still hard yeah and they're not unattractive these are attractive uh, successful guys yeah and you know when you get out of a relationship when you get divorced no matter how naturally charismatic you were when you were younger or you were before that relationship, it's still so hard to get back in the game. You know, when I, I was out of a, I got out of a two-year relationship and then started getting back in the game, I talk about this all day and it was still tough. And so one of the one of the things is like, uh, you know, finding finding that that woman that's the you know the perfect ten at the bar where she's hanging out with all of her girlfriends and going up whispering a little something in her ear. You take her home like that is you know that's big leagues, right? You've got to learn how to like you know just start off a little bit slow, and really at at its essence, it is about learning how to make a woman's day. And so it, it and it doesn't matter which woman. It could be that beautiful woman at the bar. It could be the woman that's bagging your groceries. It could be a waitress that's serving your your drinks or your food. It doesn't matter. It could it could be you know it, you could be at uh you know you could be at Target and there can there could be a little a little toddler in a you know in, in a grocery cart and you smile at her and you wave, and then you you smile at her mom like oh you got a beautiful baby. It's it's not about sexuality. It's about truly like connecting with a woman's heart and making her day. And that's why I talk about like if you can be the type of man that every woman loves, then you can start having the woman of your choice. But so many men want to go spear hunting where they like sit in the corner of the bar and their wallflowers and just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. There she is. There's the hot one. Attack. And they think that that's the way to, to pick up a woman. No, you need to create this social seductive vortex by being the type of man that lights everybody up. That's brilliant. It's yeah. really such a great philosophy in terms of casting a wide net mm-hmm. out there and then and it's easy. It's, it becomes your choice more talk about dating against type oh my god you read my mind I, I did because I think that, that we all get into a a pattern unfortunately where we think we know what we like and we always go after that same type of person but if you look at your own history those patterns don't end up very well <laughs> so talk about Going yeah. against that for a second. Yeah. Dating against your type. So everyone has this idea of who they think that they want. And it's like, oh, you know, someone that's got something in com- you know, so much in common with me. And if you, she doesn't have these things in common with me, then it's just not going to work. But here's the thing, like the, the, the concept of being invincible and some of the deeper work that I do, of like the personal 
depth of coaching, I, I do some work on the concept of invincibility, that no matter what happens, you win. So if she has that thing in common with you, fantastic. You guys have that in common. But what if a girl is a chemistry nerd, right? I'm not into chemistry, okay? And that's what she's into. Well, I can say, well, this doesn't work. Or I can say, I like you and you like chemistry, and I don't like chemistry, so please share with me what is it about chemistry that you love so much because then maybe I can love it too. And so now you can start seeing differences as opportunities to grow and like and, like and understand something new as opposed to being a, uh, you know, a, as humans, we're like tribalists. Like it's like I'm in this group and fuck everybody else. You know what I mean? And, it, and to truly be like a lover of people, it's about being inclusive and being fascinated about the things that don't, don't, don't quite make sense to you. Because if you like it, then there's something that has to be connecting that I'm not getting. So please share. But what you're doing is is so important because you're you're inquisitive. You're asking yeah. her. You're you're engaging somebody that you wouldn't normally be interested or excited about. But you want to find out what is it you're doing right. that I tell me, you know, and show me what it is. Mm -hmm. I I want to know. I want to learn. And that is so attractive. I feel oh, yeah. to women when you pry in into their work life their social life whatever it is that you, you know, i think most guys don't do that they're if they're not into it they don't understand it and they think all right i'll talk about something i'm comfortable with go outside your comfort zone it's okay and i think it's really important that you are letting us know that that is something that is acceptable and really important because women do respond well to that in fact they respond better to that than if you have the same interests than them. So anyone that's on a date, they're like, oh, we didn't have anything in common. Well, if you could, like, if I don't have something in common with a woman, I actually can have a more engaging conversation that she's excited about than if I do, because then she gets to teach me something. So it's not the, the problem is not that you don't have anything in common. It's that you are a social idiot and you need to learn some things. Yeah, that's the problem. People are intellectually lazy. Lazy. And they're yes. not curious. Right. Yeah, so I take that. Curiosity is very important when you're dating. I oh. think you have to show curiosity. You have to show inquisitiveness. You have that's to show okay. the ability to care about the person you're sitting across from. Even if you know it's not going to go anywhere, let it fizzle on its own or let the person that you're not going to see again be left with a good impression of you as opposed to somebody that they're going to possibly bad mouth or not even be interested in it's okay show that you're inquisitive and then be honest with her and say you know what i really enjoyed meeting you uh, i'm not feeling a real connection here but i think that it was really nice to meet you and i'd love to you know invite you out for uh something else for you know yeah. some other kind of occasion nothing wrong with that a absolutely and it's it's in so many guys when they get come into that situation they burn the bridge they ignore, they ghost, they, they do right. all that. It is like you can build a bridge and realize that there's not a romantic connection and still love that woman from, from, from a distance that's appropriate. Now, it might not be so close to be an intimate romantic relationship, but you can still love them. And so at that point, you're only building bridges, whereas a lot of guys feel like, oh, I tried with this woman. It didn't work. Okay, fuck that. I tried with this woman. I didn't work. Fuck that. And those are the ones that end up feeling lonely. Every woman that I meet, I continue a, a relationship with her, but it doesn't have to be romantic. And so, and, and so, and, and again, I can just drop in and make her day, and uh, and and then you know she fills up a little more, and, and then you got a fan, you know, and a friend. Okay, I have a question, and it might be one of our final ones because we have to wrap the show up mm -hmm. soon. How do you know when you found the one? Mm, that's a good question. That's the first time I've 
been doing a lot of podcasts lately. It's the first time I got that question. One, you've got to be ready for it. It has to be something that, that's a priority for you. A lot of men have to have to conquer something first before they're ready to be a hero to a woman uh, and for a woman and build an equal partnership. And they have to go through that hero's journey. It's, it's just like in, in men's DNA. So you got to be ready. Uh, second, you have to be clear on, on what your non-negotiables are. Um, I got some coaching from uh, my buddy uh, Trip Kramer from TripAdvice, and uh, and he had asked me like, what are the three non-negotiables? Like, if she doesn't have it, I'm done, you know. And you got to know what that is, okay. And next, try not to let it smack you across the face where you're dating multiple women, and then all of a sudden, uh, oh my gosh, like. I met her and it changed my mind. Try to prepare yourself for it because that can be a trap of just, you know, a, a, a woman that has just the right personality traits or, you know, sexual skills to convince you that you want something that you actually don't want. And then next, um, and, and I go over this. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> does that mean we're done? Is that time's up for I me? I just hit my glass on the microphone. That sounds sorry. like this. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, right answers though. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, yes. That sounds like a D Do minor. You're doing well, like, yes. And also, at least give it a year. Because after, now I understand that you guys you know, met a little bit later in life, but as you, be, as you become older, you start understanding the rhythm of life a little bit better. You know, the, you know, the, the, the year from seven to eight was way more significant than, you know, you know, 51 to 52. And because there's, you know, less years to compare it to. And so as you get older, like you start understanding rhythms better. And when you're in a relationship, it's important to see who they are around their family, around their friends, around, you know, and, and throughout the seasons. And so give it a little bit of time. Don't go too quick. It's time to wrap up our show. How did you know when you met the one? How did I know? Yeah. It was re- very, it was so obvious to me <laughs> that whatever we were talking about at that moment, and you remember the moment, it was a moment that made me realize I did not want you to spend another minute knowing I did not want to spend the rest of my life with you. And that was the moment. And that was the moment I proposed. And that's exactly what you said. Because I said to you about 15 times, shut up, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of here, you're fucking with me. Yep. You're joking, I'm on candid camera. Yep. No, that's exactly what did happen. That is and what happened. Yeah, so that's our story. So that was my story with, with Trevor. Know, and that was six months into our relationship, actually. Yeah. Only six months, because when, you, when you're done looking, you realize it. I, I'm done. <laughs> and when I'm done being single, <laughs> I was done being single at that moment. And that's where everything kind of crystallized for me. So that was me. Spencer, this has been an incredible podcast. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful moment. Uh, tell us where people can find you. Uh, just 10 seconds before I yes. tell you where people could find me. Uh, we had planned on doing this over the internet and I, you know, and I decided to come here and you guys invited me here. Um, seeing that moment between the two of you made it worth the trip. So thank you for thank sharing you. that with me. Like thank you so much. That, that shit's real. And so for, for those of you guys listening, like you want to hear like two lovers, two partners, like genuinely like banter, get along, talk about real shit. Like, this is real. And I'm so glad I got to come here too so to, to witness that. So Thanks. Well, and, I have to break it up with a little. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Speaking of which, right. you want to know how I knew I, I had met the one? Okay. Because I, I could go to the bathroom. <laughs> In front of me. All right. And you didn't freeze up? Right. 
All I right. wasn't um, constipated anymore. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Spencer, tell us where we can find you. So you guys can find me on coolguysguide.com where you can Wait, go. Wait, say that slower, please. Coolguysguide.com. Coolguysguide.com. Right. Okay. Now, on that website, you can purchase my book or you can get just a free chapter. So where we give you just the tip to see if you like it. And when you uh, when you get that free chapter, you also become a part of our private Facebook group called Dating High Value Women. And in this community, I do live coaching and uh, and, and really you know serve the the members in that group to really help them uh, develop their relationships. So when you do meet that perfect woman, that you don't blow it. And if you don't haven't met that perfect woman, I show you how to find her. Oh. Cheers to that. It brings me to another memory that, remember when we were kids, there used to be those things in the back of comic books saying how to pick up women. There were like, <laughs> you know, volumes of that. And you had to buy like 10 volumes of 1,000 pages each of pickup lines. And then the thought of what was the pickup guide for women? It was a one-page postcard. And you turn it over and it says, want to fuck? Oh, God. Uh, oh, uh, can, right. can I can I say something to the women out there listening to this? Okay, I, I have to say a little something to to my sisters because uh, we have talked a lot about how what a guy should do, what a guy should say, uh, lines, moves, game. Here's the deal, everybody. It is not easy. It is not easy to make a first move. It is not. Mm. You've got to have a little, a little compassion. And um, when a guy approaches you, be grateful. Be grateful. Be gracious. Be, be loving and sweet and soft. And don't be dismissive. And don't look down your nose at a guy. And don't turn your head away. And don't be annoyed. It takes a lot of fucking balls just to walk up to a woman and make some conversation. For the love of God, you know, just understand that. And because you know what? One day, there will be one day where you're going to think back and go, shit, man, I... I owe to be that woman back then, right? Because there's going to come a day when guys don't approach you. I mean, hopefully they will. But there comes an age where it just doesn't happen like that. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, isn't that special? And you got to appreciate it. Appreciate it now when you can and give the guy a break. Right. And that's all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you, honey. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Cecil. Thank you. For being here. Thank and uh, this has been a, uh, a great great hour oh you can Plus. also you know where you want to you know where you can find me right here <laughs> <laughs> now you can find me uh and uh and learn all about my coaching services not those coaching services although i know a thing or two about that too yes, you do uh at dot com. I go both ways men uh, well, and women hello uh and uh, okay. i you also know, done being single.com and done being single.com of course so everybody have a great week and thanks Spencer thank you guys thank you guys thank so you. much alright I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie see you next week on done being single